Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Heather Indelicato about her wedding at Seabreeze Point and reception at Top of the World Lounge at the Contemporary Resort. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this unique combination and how she chose it and how it all turned out. So welcome, Heather. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start and find out how you guys even decided that you wanted to get married at Disney. I believe that it just wasn't, there wasn't any other option. <laughs> we, we both were big, huge Disney fans prior to meeting each other. We actually met on an unofficial Disney fan dating website. So when it came down to getting married, there really wasn't any other place we thought of, really. It was, we're getting married at Disney. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Uh. So you guys had a unique location for your reception, Top of the World Lounge, which had only ever been used one time before, and it's, I don't even know if it's really generally available now. How did you guys decide on Seabreeze Point and Top of the World? Well, it was quite interesting. I called, my first phone call to Disney Weddings, I went through like all of the venue sites with them. I really absolutely love the attic. But we were inviting 70 people. And so they're like, yeah, you're most likely going to have way more people than the attic can handle. And so then I also liked the dance hall, the Atlantic dance hall at Boardwalk there. But I felt like we were going to have too little amount of people for that big space. So I went through like all the venues with the person, the gentleman, he was very patient with me on the phone. And finally in talking, I had said how I was a DVC member at Bailey Tower. So DVC member, Disney Vacation Club, for those that don't know, at Bailey Tower. And so he's like, really? He got kind of excited. And he's like, I might be able to offer you something really special. And I was like, okay. (laughs) He's like, I might be able to put in a request to have you have your reception at Top of the World Lounge. Would you be interested? I can't guarantee. It's like a whole application process and a waiting period to find out if they'll approve you. And I was like so excited because Top of the World Lounge is like my favorite place to go. It's a lounge specifically for DVC members. And it's at the top of Bay Lake Tower. So it's sort of similar to California Grill over at the Contemporary. It's the same height. So you get to go up there in the evening for some drinks and uh, get to watch the fireworks from there. So it was my favorite, favorite place to be. So I was so excited. Uh, and then I was nervous because he said he wasn't quite sure if he, could, you know, I could have it there. And we had to wait out and see if we went through the approval process. And uh, he did say that we would be the second wedding there if we were approved. There was one other wedding that was going to be held there in February, and our wedding was in June. So, yeah, so I was really excited, and it was a. It felt like a really long wait, but it probably wasn't at all to hear back. 
and we and we got approved. They don't offer it to, to just anybody. It was because I was a Disney Vacation Club member and I was a member at the Bay Lake Tower. So we were really excited about that though because I love all the unique Disney locations and that's definitely a unique Disney location for a venue site for the wedding. And what's so great about Top of the World is that if you use it during the day, it's closed. It's not open. So you're not using just a part of it. You get the whole thing. Right. Right. So we had the whole lounge and we had the whole observation deck, which is on either, you know, actually kind of wraps around the front of the lounge there for people that have not been up there. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. And I haven't really been up there during the day either because even just for the DVC members, um, you can go up to the observation deck at any time, but the lounge itself is only open for us in the evening. You know, it's like 6 p.m. or whatever it is till 12 or something like that. I don't remember the hours really, but. Did you use the observation deck? Because I've been up there and it's pretty windy and it's pretty bright. Did you guys actually have part of your party out there? We did. We had the pre-reception outside on the observation deck solely. Although, because we had our wedding in June, we did allow the guests to be able to go into the lounge. So we didn't close it off to them. So they were able to go in there if it was too hot. The wind really wasn't, and it was windy up there, but it wasn't an issue with serving food or anything. We had the high top, the high boy tables, but we had, um, what is it, like a fabric band around the middle to keep the tablecloths down so the wind wouldn't take them off into the sky. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a great photo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Flying tablecloth. And then what was the layout of the space inside? Like where did they put your cake table? Did you have a dance floor? Things like that. Good question. And actually that was like, we had a few hiccups in using a space that Disney Weddings is not normally using. And um, layout was one of them. We weren't really quite sure how to lay it out. Um, the wedding that was happening in February, we did have some, um, feedback on how they were laying it out and they were bringing in a lot of banquet tables. And I absolutely loved the decor, a top of the world lounge as it was. So I wanted to try to leave as much in there as I could. Um, so I had to work with my planner and try to figure out exactly what would work. And we went back and forth many times. I had a actual like little schematic (laughs) of the room layout And I cut out all the little furniture pieces and tried to like rearrange and see how everything would work the best way. One option they had given us at one point was to put all our food outside. And I was like, in June, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) We are not having our food outside buffet style so everybody can go out. So we had our food actually served tapas style on the bar in there. So there's a nice long bar up at the Top of the World Lounge, and um, we had our food service up there. There was some concerns. We were going to do a buffet service originally, and so there was some concerns with a buffet service on the bar and it being kind of too high for people. So eventually, once again, going back and forth with the kitchen, with our wedding planner, with the event coordinator, and we kind of settled on a tapas style, which was just small plates of everything, Um, And we actually broke down the food service into like two sessions. So the first session was a little bit of everything. And then the second session was a little bit of everything. So we had a a brunch buffet. So it was a little bit of the breakfast, a little bit of, 
you know, the lunch part and then a little bit of like the veggies or whatever we had on the side. So each session had a little bit of both. And if um, anyone wanted anything from the first session, all they had to do was ask any of the servers and they could get some more food. So that was a food layout. We had the cake and there's a little alcove up in the top of the world lounge. It's kind of a little nifty little spot that you could pull a curtain across. It's kind of like a secret little space. Um, we didn't really know what to do with that. So we actually decided going back and forth to put the cake table right in that alcove. So, um, it was kind of on display and in, in that alcove, there are some, um, pictures of the monorail and some other retro Disney pictures, which was perfect for us because our theme was retro Disney. So we had on our cake pictures of the old Epcot uh, logos were on the, the bottom layer and then the top layer, because it was only two layer cake, um, we had um, the Magic Kingdom logos. So it fit nicely right in that little spot to have all that, re the retro cake and the retro pictures behind it. And then we left as many as the tables that are there in the space. We just kind of rearranged them um, differently to make a little more sense and to make a little bit of a dance floor in the dead center of the room. And the, there's this huge chandelier up on the ceiling. And so we wanted to make just a little dance space because, you know, it was a, a morning wedding, brunch reception. We really didn't know if there'd be that much dancing. So we just made a little space, really. Um, we didn't bring a dance floor or anything. So it was just a little space. And we removed some of the furniture. So um, remove some of the like the lounge type furniture that was in there just to create a little more space in there. Did they have like a removal fee for that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure if you'd brought in tables, there would have been a fee for that. <laughs> right. It, it, there would have been. Yeah. So once again, because this was a space that w is, was not normally used yet, there was a lot of things that we kind of came upon and wasn't really discussed in the very beginning. So the removal fee was discussed that there may be one and then when we kind of really got into it um they realized that we wanted to remove more than they had anticipated but they didn't charge us more but they had let us know that like in the future <laughs> <laughs> in doing such things there would probably be a bigger fee okay and did you guys have a dj did you really need the dance floor or so for entertainment, we, we brought over our guitarist from the ceremony to finish out his set for the pre-reception. And then we had the Dapper Dance. And then we also had a three-piece jazz trio. The Dapper Dance did one set for pre-reception. And we had the guitarist finish out. And then during reception, it was jazz trio. And then opposite that was um, the Dapper Dance. So we had the Dapper Dance announce us in to the reception space and then they sang their set and then we um, did our first dance with the jazz trio. That's great. And did that feel like enough entertainment? I know sometimes brides worry that with a brunch, if you're not doing dancing, people are going to be bored. It really, it was. Um, that was one of my concerns because we had on the table when we were trying to plan our whole wedding, we thought about making a mini. 
we had the Dapper Dans. We thought about bringing in, I can't say the word, the character artist. I can't say. (laughs) Caricature? (laughs) That one. Yes, Carrie. I cannot say that word to save my life. Um, But yeah, we thought about all of that. We had it on the table at one point and then we slowly like took it away and we're like, it's just too much. And actually the Dapper Dans and the Jazz Trio were perfect. Even, I would say, even if you just had the jazz trio and then backup music would have been would have been great too. But we wanted to pull in the dapper dance also to, to pull in a little bit of that retro Disney theme that we had going. That's great. I was also a little concerned about how people in our group that weren't Disney, like weren't Disney fans, were going to take the dapper dance, but they went over extremely well. Like I was so excited how well like everyone was interacting with them, like even people that had no idea really what they were referencing. <laughs> they they had a great time. Everybody had a great time, all the guests with the Dapper Dans, and they were all um, talking afterwards. Like they couldn't say enough about them. They were just so, all the guests just were like, that was awesome. That was great. And so That's we were cool. really glad that we had them. Yeah. And because they're also entertainers I mean all musicians are entertainers but it's like having a comedy troupe and Mm -hmm. musicians right that's cool now it's interesting that you chose to do Seapreeze Point in combination with the top of the world which is over at the contemporary can you talk a little bit about transportation and how you got your guests to the ceremony to the reception all that we did actually go back and forth as to whether or not we should choose a venue because we absolutely love Seabreeze Point that we knew from the beginning And then when we had this option to go over to Top of the World Lounge, we did think about changing the ceremony site so that we weren't so far away. And there wasn't a a transportation issue and and bill there that needed to be paid. But we did decide to go with Seabreeze Point because we loved it and stay at Top of the World Lounge. So we actually got a bus to bring all the guests over from the boardwalk over to Bay Lake Tower after the ceremony. Um, And then we had that bus also bring them back after the reception. (laughs) And prior to that, we really had most of our guests staying at uh, Beach Club or Boardwalk. Um, There was only a few guests staying at other properties. So we just had some vans um, to pick up the guests that were staying. We had some guests staying at Bay Lake Tower. We had some guests staying at Art of Animation. So we just had two vans bring those guests over to the ceremony. And then we just had the bus. And then for ourselves, we had a town car to bring us because we took some more pictures after the ceremony. Um, So we had the town car bring us over to Top of the World Lounge. That sounds great. Afterwards. Mm -hmm. Did you add a dessert party to your day? Yes, that was a must. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's favorite Disney fireworks is Illuminations. I always, as a little kid, would, you know, walk by those parties because they had those parties. Even when I was a little kid, maybe it was a wedding, but they had the dessert parties. And I always wanted to have a party at Epcot. So we had our dessert party at Italy Isola West. Nice. Unfortunately, it rained. So we went to the backup location, which was actually the American Adventure Parlor living room area. Oh, right. Yeah. Which was great because if we were going to have a backup location, that's the location I wanted because you can see out the windows, you can see Spaceship Earth, you, you know, you can see everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was really excited that 
at least that we got that space. Unfortunately, it had rained, but at least we had the backup space that we had wanted. The other unfortunate thing that happened that evening was that the fireworks actually got canceled. I have never heard of this. Like, they never cancel illuminations. Exactly. And my husband kept on saying our whole planning session, like it might rain, like our, you know, whole time we planned year ahead up until wedding day, it might rain, it may rain, but they'll never cancel. They never cancel. He jinxed us. But. <laughs> um, so I did feel bad for him because he was the one that was most excited for our dessert party. Um, but every one of our guests had a great time. Um, they surely drank a lot, <laughs> um, which was unfortunate for us because we did bill on consumption. <laughs> so um, against what most people have with bill on consumption, we actually went over and Oh, Disney. (laughs) Our guests drank a lot more than we had anticipated between the reception because they drank a lot at the reception, too. We had figured morning wedding, brunch, you know, and and who we had coming, we they weren't really going to drink that much. But even the people that did not drink a lot drank a lot that day. (laughs) So, unfortunately, our billing consumption did not work in our favor. Dang. I wonder if the fireworks show usually cuts down on the drinking because people are standing there, mouths agape, watching the show. And then if there's no show, all you can do is drink. (laughs) Right. And the other thing was because it had rained and really what had happened is they had postponed the fireworks at first. Mm. Um, So, they allowed us to stay up in the parlor and drink and eat away. (laughs) While they had postponed, and then they had eventually canceled, and then they kind of let us linger even longer. So um, we weren't kicked out right away. (laughs) So we actually had our bar longer than we had originally planned on it, which was great. That was great for Disney to leave that for us and for our guests to enjoy. I was very grateful for all that. In the end with the bill, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Next time, close the bar! (laughs) Right. Maybe, you know, a little slower and then just eventually just the bar should go away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys will have to do an anniversary illuminations party. Exactly. Exactly. Now, how many guests did you have? So we invited 70 guests, but we wound up having 30 guests come. Um, And that didn't include like our friends that came and it didn't include their children. So it was just basically our... um, It was basically an adults-only wedding, except for my husband's two daughters and uh, his niece and nephew, who was our flower girl and our ring bearer, um, that were actually at the ceremony and reception. Then our friend's kids, we did have, we did invite them, excuse me, to the um, dessert party. So it was everybody at the dessert party. And I can't remember that number (laughs) (laughs) off the top of my head, but... 38, 39, somewhere in there. Interesting. Tell me a little bit about how you did that because there's a lot of debate. You see people saying, well, can I tell people they can't bring kids to the wedding? What are they going to say? Are they going to be up in arms because they have to get childcare? How did that work for you? You know, I was so prepared for everybody to be up in arms and none of my guests were. (laughs) Some of them who actually didn't wind up coming had like some family like cousins of mine had kids. And so they had asked me about um, 
childcare or babysitting um, that was offered. And I had given them the information that I had prepared myself with, but they wound up not coming. The rest that had come, the kids were old enough to be by themselves. So it wasn't an issue, or at least they were old enough to babysit the ones that were younger. Cause we did have a few that were younger now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but they had older ones that could babysit them. So they really didn't need any child services, although I was very prepared with all of the child services to give them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So can you give my listeners an idea of the timeline of how your day ran? Extremely early in the morning is when I got up. <laughs> um, I had hair and makeup show up at 4 a.m. For everyone that knows me, I am not a morning person, so I was not that happy about that. Although I was happy that day, but I wasn't happy leading up to that. Um, but yeah, we had hair and makeup at 4 a.m., um, which was myself, my mom, and my matron of honor. And then I had videography show up at 6.30. And photography showed up about an hour after that. And we did all the getting ready shots. I haven't gotten my video back yet, but they they did happen to be able to get an awesome like sunrise over by Seabreeze Point, I heard. Ah. <laughs> I'm kind of waiting like a time lapse. So I'm kind of waiting for that to come back to see how awesome that was. But yeah, so we did our getting ready shots there. And then eight o'clock, we headed out the door to do our first look shots over by the cottages. We got ready at the boardwalk there. So um, there's those like honeymoon cottages or whatever they're called. Right. I'm not sure off the top right. of my head right now. But we did our first look over in that area, in that courtyard area, on the walkway because the grass was soaking wet. Mm. <laughs> and then we did some shots around the boardwalk, some pictures. And we did our family portraits before the ceremony. And then we had our ceremony at 10 o'clock, um, which was pretty brief. And we uh, shipped our guests over to Bay Lake Tower on the bus. And then we went over to Interna International Gateway to take some pictures over there before we headed over to our pre-reception at Bay Lake Tower, which we basically just caught the tail end of pre-reception by the time we got over there. And then pre-reception for our guests went till noon. And then um, reception went from noon to three. So we needed to be out of the um, Top of the World Lounge by three so they could reset all of the furniture and whatnot for opening up for the DVC members that evening. So that, that was it. And then we had our, our dessert party. So we met up with most of all of our guests at International Gateway and walked in. Oh, that's great. They let you walk to Italy. That's great. Yeah. Now, you talked a little bit about how you had the symbols on your cake and you had sort of a classic Disney theme. Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about your theme and how you incorporated it? We went through so many different ideas for themes. And finally, we just decided to do like a, a retro Disney, like like a 1970s, 1980s. <laughs> My husband um, had been to Disney in 1970s, and the first time I had been to Disney was in 1980s, so it kind of, you know, was appropriate. My favorite park was Magic Kingdom. His favorite park was Epcot. So for the cake, we tied in the old Epcot ride logos 
on the bottom tier that was just the circles that kind of just went around the bottom of the cake and then the Magic Kingdom logos around the top part of the cake. My brother is a graphic designer and he designed all our stationery. So it all had a retro Disney vibe to it. Our like save the date was like a, looked like a worn old postcard from Disney. Um, and had the the spaceship Earth on there and Cinderella's castle and the monorail. Um, and he used, you know, our, our colors and whatnot. And it looked like a real postcard. So on the back of it, it looked like, you know, a Disney postcard with their, their logo and stuff on there. And it, like, had a stamp with, like, a little, like, you know, the red stamp over it that has been used. <laughs> <laughs> so he did a great job. And then our invitation, actually, most people thought, was not an invitation because he did such a great job to make it look like one of the guide maps. <laughs> oh no, did they throw it out and use a map? <laughs> they didn't throw it out, but they didn't like realize that they just like opened it and looked at the map because we had a map on the inside of it, like a normal guide map, and it highlighted all the places, you know, for our ceremony and the hotels that people were staying at. But the first flap was the actual invitation. <laughs> and some people just went right past it. And didn't want to tell me that it kind of came out like as in conversation they're like oh yeah I didn't want to tell you but we didn't think that that was your actual invitation (laughs) it looks so real um so that was awesome so actually I brought that up though because um our wedding planner absolutely loved our save the date that she had the the bakery make the image for the top of our cake. So that was our take, our cake topper was, you know, like a, a sugar, a pasted image of um, the save the date. Wow. So it was pretty cool. That's great. Um, then we had the Dapper Dance to tie in a little bit of the, the retro Disney theme. And then I also um, went online and found an old Disney, um, like, brochure. Which basically, you know, in the old days was like a big booklet, you know. It was uh, like 8 by 11 book of images and it had the, the Epcot logos in there so that it tied into the cake. And it was just like a brochure and I used that as our guest book. So I just made up a sign and just told the guests to just sign, you know, just find a page and sign away. So we had that out. So that was pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. You mentioned that your the time that your husband and you had remembered fondly was like late seventies, early eighties. So does that mean your colors were like harvest gold and avocado <laughs> brown, <laughs> green, or <laughs> not really? Actually, and I did think about that too. I went and I looked at the colors, and I was like, I can't use those colors. The colors I pulled were from Top of the World Lounge, so it was the cobalt blue. They had some yellow up there. I think I added. There wasn't any orange up there. There was a burgundy. I didn't use that color but uh, up at the top of the world lounge, excuse me. But so our colors were cobalt blue, like a burnt orange, yellow, and a little hint of like lime green, which also was up at the top of the world lounge. So the top of the world lounge really inspired my colors. And then I tried to give them a little bit of a retro vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so then when you were planning, what were the most and least important aspects where you saved money or you splurged? We tried our best to stay to the minimums. It was very hard for us 
to spend a lot of money. I think it's probably hard for anybody. Um, but we were paying for it ourselves. We weren't having any of our family members contribute whatsoever. So we were trying to really stick to those those minimums. So we tried to plan within that. And we actually did really well. We were actually under at one point. And so that's when we actually added the Dapper Dance, which actually brought us over. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just tried to stick to those numbers. It was not easy. <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth, a few arguments. <laughs> we had, I said at one point, we had like Mickey and Minnie on there. We had... So basically, we we planned on what if it was unlimited. If the budget was unlimited, and we we chose everything we would we would want within reason, to mind you. Like I didn't want um, the carriage because um, I just can't. I it's just I I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> money money wise, I just I felt like I couldn't do it. Um, but within reason, we. Um, chose all the things that we wanted. And then from there, um, we took a look at where our minimums would be. And we just kind of pared down. Like I said, most of it was in entertainment. So we, we had thought about Mickey and Minnie. We thought about the character artist, uh, three-piece jazz trio, the Dapper Dance. And we kind of just started to put a priority on those uh, pieces of entertainment, which ones we really wanted, which ones weren't a priority, and then just started cutting from there. And actually had cut all the way down just to the jazz trio. And like I said, we realized we were under by not a lot, but a few hundred. And so we added the dabber dance back in. That's great. You know, with the vans, sometimes if you look to see how many guests you actually have staying where and get vans instead of, you know, like a bus or what whatever the other options that they might throw out at you. So sometimes even asking Disney, like, what are my options? <laughs> Is there something else that I can do? Um, and they might actually come up with something that you didn't think of. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, my goodness. The whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Ceremony aside, if you had to pick one. <laughs> if I had to pick one. It would probably be everybody's reaction to the Dapper Dance. Everybody was laughing and having a great time, laughing at their corny jokes and and interacting. And it was just really, really great. Everyone was having as much fun as I was. It was just a really great moment to see that everybody was having as much fun as I was and I had hoped that everybody would have. That's great. Now, aside from the dessert party rain out was there anything else that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected yes <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> although I have to say that in the moment that day nothing bothered me and nothing still bothers me but there were some things we had served our food small plate tapas style and what had happened was is the food by the time it got up to the top of the world lounge and it was put out on display and everybody got to it, it was cold. Or it was not necessarily cold, like ice cold, but it wasn't the temperature it was supposed to be. Mm. It was cool, lukewarm. And so we brought that to our planner's attention. And um, right away, she tried to change things up so that, because like I said, we had two sessions of food. So the second session that came out, um, they brought it in differently. Sort of unfortunately, they brought the carts right into the space so that the food was kept as warm as possible until it got to the bar. 
and then they actually had the servers pass out the food so that the guests got it right away so it wasn't sitting on the bar. Um, so that was great. And for anyone who possibly may have the option of doing Top of the World Lounge, something just to think about on how the food service would be. I'm not quite sure exactly what I would do differently because I did really like the small plate service because if anyone's ever been up at Top of the World Lounge and you use the existing tables that are there, they're meant for like cocktail lounge type, you know, food. <laughs> so they're not big tables, they're small tables. And so to put a normal size plate on there really was not going to give you much room for the amount of guests around the table. Um, some of the tables really would only fit one guest and a, and a normal size plate. So the small plates really worked out for the table space. But as far as the food being the right temperature, I, or, you know, I guess there'd be something else different. But the second session worked out better. The food was hot when we got it because they had served it. So maybe that is the best way to go is just have it served. Well, now you bring up an interesting point. Because it's a cocktail lounge, did everybody get a seat or were some people standing when they ate? Everybody had a seat. I had worked it out with my planner. Like I said, in the beginning, we went back and forth several times with design. The planner wanted to make sure that there was enough seats for everybody. Um, and of course, I did too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that made it sound like I didn't. <laughs> I did too. Um, but that was definitely um, like her priority when we were um, rearranging stuff. Um, so we, we made sure that there was enough seats at tables for everybody. And then there was extra seating in the lounge areas because we still had the, the, some of the couches and the chairs and whatnot. And um, actually, we had a decent sized group of guests at the couches and chairs eating. So they didn't mind because <laughs> they didn't get up and go to the empty tables. So it worked out. Everybody had a seat and enjoyed their food. <laughs> That's great. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Probably like the small details. I know I spent a lot of time on linen and I really didn't have that much because I didn't use tablecloths on the existing tables, just on the cake table and the napkins. And I spent a ridiculous amount of time trying to figure out which napkins and tablecloth to use for the cake table. And really in the end, I just, I had gone basically with the basic in the end, after after all of that indecisiveness, I had gone with the basic, and I don't think anyone would have known the difference whether I had basic or the most expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would have would have noticed. So I really spent way more time on the smallest detail <laughs> of the wedding. But that leads me to another question: Did you even bother with centerpieces if it was all cocktail tables? Oh my goodness! Yeah. I just wanted a small, we did do centerpieces, I'm sorry, to answer your question directly, <laughs> but it was like a small bubble vase. In fact, actually, I think originally we had six inch bubble vases and I had gone in very last minute, like the month of the wedding, I was going over all the details and I'm like, oh no, that's way too big for the table. So I think we went down to four inch, four inch um, bubble vase and it just had um, either glass beads in the bottom or we had some that had like the green leaf wrapped around the bottom and then we had one or two like flower buds in there so we had um some of our flowers were orchids we had some mums as well so they would they had floated different 
buds in different vases. So it was kind of like an eclectic collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Probably the food. I mean, that I probably would have changed a little differently. Maybe um, have, like I said, have them serve instead of like pulling off like a buffet. But once again, we were also trying to be money conscious. So I don't know if that would have raised the cost if we had the servers serve the food. Um, but then I would have guaranteed to make sure everybody had correct temperature food. <laughs> <laughs> so any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Definitely get your book. <laughs> <laughs> I like that advice. That was like my Bible. <laughs> I always went back to it, even throughout the entire planning, when we came up with, I don't know, different things came up throughout the planning session, um, where I thought I knew all the information, I still had gone back and referenced the book, um, whether it was dessert party questions, or um, food budget questions, or decor questions, I definitely referenced your book a lot, <laughs> so it was a great resource I had, I had the paper, Book, and I also had the downloaded version. <laughs> so I had it with me at all times. And then always just ask uh, Disney if, if there's something that you're not quite sure about or you're not happy with, just ask what your options are. You know, do I have any other option? Like, what else can I do? And sometimes you'd actually be surprised. Sometimes they say no. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, and sometimes they actually come up with other things um and actually and that's how I came up with the venue I mean um because I kept on going through all the venues um with my initial call and I'm like is there anywhere else like I don't you know I'm not crazy about that space and and because I was asking if there's anywhere else and we kind of were just talking in general and and I had said yeah you know I'm, I'm a DVC member my husband's a DVC member and he's like oh where do you own <laughs> I was like Bay Lake Tower so sometimes you just never know if you just ask. That's great. Yeah, great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Unfortunately, no. We had an awesome website in the beginning, which actually I didn't mention earlier, but um, we had all our guests respond electronically. We didn't have any mailbacks. Um, with our invitation or our save the dates, we had all the information up on our website and we had them respond that way as well. So we had a really awesome website, but it expired mm. <laughs> and we didn't want to pay for it to, to have it longer. So unfortunately, we do not have that anymore. So really, I, I don't, unfortunately. Well, maybe I can get some photos from you and add them to the post for this show. Definitely. Definitely. Great. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this is all really helpful, especially for anyone who might be interested in Bay Lake Tower at the top of the world, if they're a Disney Vacation Club member there. And I really appreciate your taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp.
or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.